As a writer, you have to decide the best way to invest your time. You determine the return of investment based on where you're at in your writing journey. Hello, and welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about words, specifically healing with words. So grab your favorite beverage, comfortable chair, sit back and relax, and enjoy the ride. Hello, this is Ruth Douthit, the current president of Christian Writers of the West, the Arizona chapter of ACFW, American Christian Fiction Writers. Welcome to my podcast. The reason for this podcast, A Writer's Day, is because A Writer's Day is so different than other days. (laughs) A Writer's Day is filled with constantly thinking about the story that we're working on, possible future stories, and plenty of observations of everything that's going on around us. Today I want to talk about words, healing with words, and how researching PTSD changed my current work in progress. I don't know about you, but I like to write for a higher purpose. I know return of investment is a hot topic right now. I like to listen to Ann Croker's podcast where she talks about ROI, return of investment, and what is most important to you. Why do you write? Well, some writers write to make money, of course. I think we all do that. We write to be known. We want our words read. Definitely readers, a readership is important. But we also want to write for a higher purpose. And for me, that's to help others. So you have to find and decide what your return of investment is. So for me, when I was a writing teacher in middle school, I had to teach speech, how to give a speech that was part of our standards. In order to do this, I would show students an effective speech and also have them compare it to an ineffective speech. As the example of the effective speech, I would show them J.K. Rowling's commencement address she gave at Harvard. I don't know if you've ever watched this speech, but I highly recommend it. I showed students this particular speech so they could learn how to properly write and then give a speech because Rowling does an excellent job. But you can also tell that she outlined her speech before she presented it. It's very organized. And you can tell this because being a storyteller, she tells her life story. As I listened to the moving speech, a few things hit my heart rather hard. In addition to sharing her writing story, she described her time working for human rights for a human rights organization. She went on to describe the impact her time at that organization had on her life and eventually on her writing. After learning more about her time there, Readers, fans of her books, can easily see how important human rights are to her just by reading her famous Harry Potter series. That revelation made by Rowling caused me to pause and consider my own writing projects. Do they have an impact on my readers? Am I successfully conveying my message to them? I'd love to be a writer 
simply to make money. I'm not going to lie. That's just, you know, who I am. But also, I'm not just wanting to make money. I also want to send a message too. In my current work in progress, Leaving Eden, my protagonist is a war correspondent who suffers from PTSD after covering the wars in Afghanistan and in Iraq. But she doesn't realize that she has the PTSD at first until friends and family recognize the symptoms. And when they confront her, she resists getting help at first. But later she finally realizes her friends and family are right and she seeks help. There's a popular saying at the PTSD website, it's not that the person is refusing to let go of the past, it's that the past is refusing to let go of the person. That's an excellent explanation of what PTSD is, post-traumatic stress disorder. So many people don't truly understand the disorder and what trauma can do to a person's mental state. I know I never understood the scope until I experienced it, when my mother died suddenly. I then started studying what trauma is and what it does to a person's mind. The disorder was first recorded and researched at the time of the Civil War. Military physicians called it irritable heart and soldier's heart. Later it was called battle shock. You see, experiencing and witnessing a sudden traumatic death can forever change a person. You can't unsee what you have seen. I worked in criminal court and saw the horrific crime scenes and listened to descriptive testimony about those crimes over and over again. I also witnessed several autopsies live because I once thought about going into forensic science. And I once sat four feet away from a mass murderer and rapist. All of these experiences stayed in my mind and began to change how I thought. But I had no idea this was happening to me until seven years later. And that's when I knew I had to walk away from this atmosphere. Now imagine police officers, medical examiners, paramedics, and firefighters who cannot walk away because they need their jobs. And I also knew that I could never be a forensic scientist at that point. And that's okay. It's important to respect your boundaries. Another quote from the PTSD.org website is, PTSD isn't about what's wrong with you, it's about what's happened to you. Now let's consider those who have experienced war. The constant threat of death and destruction does affect the psyche. That's a fact. During World War I, soldiers were psychologically wounded as well as physically wounded. The weapons of war had advanced, and chemical weaponry had severe results on the soldiers. The term shell shock entered the vernacular and alerted famous psychiatrist Sigmund Freud. He submitted a memorandum about the brutal treatment wounded soldiers were enduring. Not only were they physically wounded, but psychologically wounded, he said. Doctors had to learn to treat wounds that they couldn't see. And then World War II happened and changed the terminology and called PTSD battle fatigue and combat stress. These men and even some women who served as nurses 
had reached their mental limit. And PTSD wasn't even officially diagnosed until the 1950s. In the 1960s and 70s, of course, Vietnam veterans and the mistreatment of their psychological wounds perpetuated the problem rather than prevented it. Today, we all know more about PTSD and its effects on those who have served in war because more has been written about it, and now veterans are talking about it. The good thing is that the more PTSD is discussed, the more prevention options are discussed as well. In studying about PTSD and preparing to write my book, I read a couple of stories. One is called War Torn, and it's a true story of women reporters who covered Vietnam. Another book is called American Daughter Gone to War on the Front Lines with an Army Nurse in Vietnam. Because in my book, Leaving Eden, my protagonist experiences war in Afghanistan and Iraq by embedding with the troops in both countries, I knew I needed to read these books to prepare for writing my story. I read War Torn by Tad Bartimus and Tracy Wood, which is about women journalists who served and reported on the Vietnam War. This is an eye-opening read. I highly recommend it. Now, I knew women journalists went to Vietnam, but I had no idea what they had endured. Another good book to read that also prepared me was An American Daughter Gone to War by Winnie Smith. This true story book is also well-written and absolutely fascinating. It would make a terrific movie. It opened my eyes to what the nurses endured during Vietnam. A lot of uh, Vietnam veterans had no idea nurses were there. And one of them even told her, you weren't, there were no women in Vietnam. And she said, if you didn't see a woman serving in Vietnam, that's good. That means you were never in a hospital. But the aftermath of war was also presented in both books. And that's what intrigued me the most, because that's what my story is about. Survivors of war suffered much when they returned home. There's survivor's guilt, depression, anxiety, all of which are typically self-medicated at first, sometimes resulting in alcohol abuse and drug abuse. And now that my protagonist returns home after being a journalist in war zones, how will she adjust? Well, how do all war vets adjust? Now that I know more about PTSD, I can write about it because I've personally experienced it and I've studied it, how it has affected other people. But there's still so much for me to learn. I want to interview those who have returned home from war to ensure I'm adequately portraying the effects of this disorder in my story. And now that we all know more about PTSD and its effects on people, and not just veterans, but all victims and survivors of trauma, we should do our best to spread the knowledge. Because if we keep quiet about it, we perpetuate the problem rather than solve or prevent the problem. Words can heal. And for this reason, I am making sure the issues that surround PTSD are addressed in my novel. My protagonist is a strong-headed woman with a purpose. Pride and fear keep her from understanding the effects of the trauma she has experienced after eight years of dealing with war. 
Pride almost kept me from seeking help after I experienced the traumatic loss of my mom suddenly. What else keeps people from seeking help or talking about their traumatic experiences? How can they be helped to move forward? Well, not everybody grieves in the same way. Recently, after the anniversary of my mom's death passed, my father called me and he said, have you kids even, you know, realized that the anniversary of your mom's death has passed? Aren't you kids going to do anything for her? And I said, well, dad, it's hard because she was cremated and her ashes were spread in the ocean. So we don't have a tombstone or a grave site to visit. So we each, you know, mourn and, and grieve in her own way. And he says, well, it's as if you kids have forgotten. And I laughed and I said, dad, I found my mom's body. Trust me, I will never forget that day. But we each experience it differently. And we each, you know, are going to memorialize that day in our own way. I post about it on social media. And that helps me. I talk about it with my loved ones. But that may not be how my brothers handle it. They have their own way of dealing with that day as it comes each year. Because that's how grief is. As long as you're moving forward in your grief journey. Now there are resources out there. The books I've listed are just some resources. And as writers, we can help get the conversation started by addressing PTSD and other issues in our books. For me, that's a higher purpose. Yes, it's nice to write stories and sell them to make money. But for me, I also want to help people. That's my return of investment. I suppose that's why I write what I write. Flawed characters who do their best to move forward, conquering the dragons along the way. So think about writing with a purpose. That's what I always say, write with a purpose. And my purpose, like J.K. Rowling and other writers, is to help others cope with what life has handed them. So when you get a chance, find her speech on YouTube and listen to her powerful words about what affected her and how she put the traumatic experience of working for the human rights organization into her books. And then stop and think about how you're helping others with your stories. For more information about PTSD, please visit www.ptsd.va.gov. They have lots of information for veterans, and especially if you know someone who's suffering. There's plenty of resources out there. Talk to someone if you are going through any traumatic experience. Thanks so much for visiting my podcast today. I hope that you've learned a little bit more about writing with a purpose and how words can heal. I am an author of books for middle grade readers, and I'm now working on my first contemporary inspirational novel, Leaving Eden. For more information about me, you can visit my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram posts, and my website, www.artbyruth.com. I'll have links to this podcast there, and also links to the books that I mentioned today. Stop by again next time on a Writer's Day podcast. God bless.